I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. What is his ceiling? I mean, we we've talked about him a bunch this week on the pod. What what what's his ceiling? It just depends. It it really depends on can he shoot like JJ Reddick or does he shoot like LeBron? Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the sharp shooting Sean, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? JJ Redick, come on down. JJ! JJ! Hey, we love our JJs in Dallas. You know, we, we replaced JJ Barea with JJ and James Johnson and now we replace James Johnson with <laughs> JJ Reddick. So whenever JJ Reddick's time's over, we have to just wait for the next JJ to come to Dallas. But <laughs> exci- exciting move, exciting move. Exactly the t- type of move that we've been talking about here on Lockdown Mavs that, you know, can they use if they're not going to play James Johnson? Can they use the expiring contract to get another guy that will actually be a part of the rotation? And it looks like they did exactly that. Absolutely. So on today's show, we'll obviously, emergency pod, we're recording this at 3.15, uh, so just almost an hour after, 3.15 central time, just about an hour after the trade deadline uh, ended. And so we are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks, what they did at the trade deadline, what they didn't do at the trade deadline, what some of the other teams did across the league. We'll break that all down today. This is the Friday episode, so if you listen to this, we appreciate you guys. Subscribe to the uh, Lockdown Mavericks podcast. We are a five-day-a-week Dallas Mavericks podcast. We cover all the every post game unless they lose really bad we don't feel like it over the weekend and we cover all the trade stuff all that you'll get all the speculation all the uh all the talk about the Dallas Mavericks Isaac and I have covered the team for about five years six years we've been in locker rooms we've talked to Dirk we've interviewed Luca we've done all kinds of stuff covering this team uh we've had Cuban on the podcast Uh, I think Cuban follows both of us on Twitter we think he's a loyal listener of the podcast so if that credits us then that's what we're all about uh, we try to cover the Dallas Mavericks in a fun, enjoyable way, and we want you to be part of our lives. So uh, thanks for joining us, joining the Raccoon Squad. If you don't know what that means, text a friend next to you or ask somebody that listens to the pod, and they can explain it to you. Uh, but today, we'll break down the Dallas Mavericks' big trade. Uh, Mark Stein just sent it out. The full trade, James Johnson, cash considerations, and Dallas's 2021 second rounder to the Pelicans for J.J. Redick and Nicolo Melli. Uh, Awandu is not in that trade. This this whole Hold thing up. has been Awandu's not in this deal. It's this whole thing has been so odd and so weird because uh, Shamsharani was the first one to kind of start tweeting out little things about this trade. Right? It was always JJ Reddick going to Dallas. That was always the thing that was part he of just, this deal. He just updated it. Awandu's in it. Awandu is in the okay. So yeah. So <laughs> and he said it was Don't my hair in. on the lot. Now my heart's broken. Now the heart, now Wando's gone. I I got my hopes up for a second, thinking we were gonna keep a one. That's why I reacted that way. So uh, they they make the trade, and it was always part of that. But Shams was tweeting out things, and then he would delete some stuff. At one point, there was potentially a third team or another team involved in this trade, and all this kind of stuff. At one point, it was Trey Lyles going to the Mavericks instead of Nicolo Melli. Oof. But let's focus on the deal that actually happened. So. James Johnson, Wes Awandu, cash considerations. The Mavericks 2021 second rounder, which probably would have uh, gotten drafted and not played at all. And then uh, for for J.J. Redick, Nicolo Melli. What kind of player are the Mavericks getting in J.J. Redick? What about this deal overall uh, do you like? Yeah, I mean, 
you get excited just over the fact that shooting around more shooting around Luka Doncic. I mean, this is the I know a lot of people look at this and say, hey, we need to get better defensively. Our offense, hey, we're fine offensively, but we're still just 15th in the league in three point percentage, which I know you're like, hey, just at least you're right in the middle of the pack and not at the bottom of the league. But well, and they started at the bottom of the league too, right? So there's a little yeah. bit of catch up in that number too. So the Mavericks streak recently, they've been a good three point shooting team, but to start the year, they were awful. So they're kind of digging themselves out of a hole right now. Yeah. So you can never have enough shooting. But on top of that, you get a vet who can shoot. And not just a shooter. I mean, he's a 40, JJ Reddick's a 41% three point shooter. He shot 45% from three last year. And I know you look at his numbers this year and you're like, all right, what's going on? But this was a weird New Orleans team. This is a weirdly made up team. And, you know, they had kind of, you know, Van Gundy got that direction that they wanted to go younger with some of these guys. They got young guys in the backcourt. They just drafted Kyra Lewis. They, they have, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yep. And so they have these younger Lonzo. guys. Lonzo, they've been wanting to play them. So JJ's kind of been the uh, the older vet on the outside looking in. A lot of people thought that he was going to be bought out, you know, over the next few days and go to Brooklyn where he has a home. And which, by the way, I know he used to live in Austin a long time. So he either still he has did. that house or you know, he sold it for the Brooklyn or any of that, but he's at least very familiar with uh Central Texas, I guess if we want to, if you want to call it Dallas Central Texas, but it's not. But it's the combination. You get the vet, the playoff experience, the finals experience. I mean, this dude had like a streak forever that he had been in the playoffs every single year of his career up until last year. And you get more shooting too. I, I think it's a, a a win, definitely a win move for for Dallas. Huge win for the Mavericks, I think. Going into the day, my thought was, can the Mavs just get a rotation player? Can they just get one guy that fits into that top nine? If you guys listened to the podcast this morning on Thursday, uh, you know we were talking about Don Nelson's comments to the Dallas Morning News, and he said, I don't think we make a move that affects our top nine. And we were like, what the hell? What, who, who are their top nine, right? We know who the top seven are, but who are that eight and nine? And it could be James Johnson at times, could be w- Willie Colley-Stein, could be Dwight Powell, could be Trey Burke. And now J.J. Redick definitely slots in as probably the eighth guy, I think. Um, I was going to say, theoretically, it, he might, they might not have touched the top nine. If, if in Donnie's mind, Dwight Powell and Trey well, Burke yeah. or you know Willie Cauley-Stein and Trey Burke is eight and nine, then they're like, hey, we didn't touch the top nine. But J.J. Redick <laughs> they, is... They're going to come out and say that for sure, 100% <laughs> after this, right? But, but J.J. forms this kind of three-man group off the bench of J.J., Tim Hardaway, and Jalen Brunson that three shooters, three guys that you can throw in different combinations and then you pick, you know, based off the matchup, Dwight Powell, Willie Cauley-Stein and you go from there. But yeah, I mean, like you said, you we went into this day wanting to get a guy who could be a part of that second unit and here you go. JJ Reddick's that guy. Absolutely. Brings the vet too. Something we've been asking yeah. for a long time is for somebody to bring a vet. And you know what? Like this is a low key part of this trade, but I hope that JJ Reddick can help Tyrell Terry. Right, like we know, Tyrell Terry's away from the team. Not really sure what's going on with him. You know, personal reasons. He's been away from the team for a while, and if he's having trouble adjusting, or and we know he's having trouble adjusting on the court, right? JJ Reddick can be that guy that can send him in the right direction. That can point him in a way. He's had guys work with him. Guys are always calling JJ Reddick to work with them on their, you know, conditioning. Get work with them on their routines and all that kind of stuff. He can be a great guy for that. Another point I want to make on this is since when does a shooter come to Dallas and shoot worse than they did before, right? Like JJ Redick mm. is going to get back up to that 40%, 45% potentially. Like this is this is reminiscent of the Doug McDermott move 
Uh, Doug McDermott was was younger at the time when the Mavs brought him in a couple years ago. But remember when we were like, oh my gosh, this just opens up so much stuff. Doug McDermott is like this crazy good shooter. And uh, I think it's that kind of move for Dallas. So they get the guy. We're not. I'm not going to go as far as to say this puts Dallas up in the next tier of of teams, right? If we were to tier off some of the teams in the Western Conference, I still think they're in the same trajectory. But it makes them marginally better. It, it yeah. shores up their rotation a little bit. It's less minutes for like a Trey Burke, probably less minutes for sure for you know West Wandu and the rookies too. It's probably less minutes for them. And obviously less minutes for James Johnson. He's gone. Um, and mm. so the spiritual leader of the team, let, can we just, you know, can we do a little, what is the? Can I'm legit do? sad losing James Johnson, though. You know, know. how much You're I love You're his defender. I, I did. I stand for him. And You defended him more than he defended the Mavs. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> I mean, he's a buyout candidate that I think could you know, go yeah, somewhere. Going, like, yeah. yeah, he could go somewhere and help a team uh, be, you know, that combo forward guy. But, you know, I think, you know, my buddy Scott texted me right after this trade happened, and he said, "Not Scott for the Mavs." Scott, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, a friend of mine, and he said, "You know, is this move anything have anything to do with Seth Curry?" In the sense of, is this a Seth Curry type of replacement? You know, like a regret, da- they regret it, and they're like, "Oh, let's go back and." Yeah, but like, I mean, you go back to last year. We talked about JJ Redick last year. If if he could be a trade possibility, this is when we had Seth, and I remember us on this pod saying. I just don't know. They're so redundant because they're both, you know, kind of smaller guards. They don't, you know, play a ton of defense, but they both just shoot the lights out. And we were both like, okay, I don't know if we already have Seth. Well, now we don't have Seth. So we obviously traded Seth for Josh Richardson. And to bring in a guy like JJ that kind of gives you, in a sense, what Seth brought you, not the type of playmaking that Seth could a little bit, which even Seth wasn't really a big playmaker, but just being able to have that presence to come off screens and, like you said, teach these guys. You know, we lack the leadership. We lack the third. I mean, we have two 30-year-olds on the roster, Bobon and James Johnson. Well, we just swapped out James Johnson, and now we have J.J. Redick. Nico Melli is actually 30 right on the dot. But J.J. Redick now becomes that the oldest guy on the team. And guys, <laughs> I mean, who are the, I mean, even Luca. I mean, I want to see Luca and J.J. relationship. I want to, I want to hear... Yeah. The on the court stuff is going to be incredible with them, right? Like he's just going to work so well with the, guy. In the that way second that, unit. Yeah. The way that Zion and JJ Reddick could play well together, like they really had something there with those two guys. If you listen to Jake Madison, Lockdown Pelicans at all, he was always talking about the two man game between JJ Reddick and, and Zion. Well, you take that to the next level with Luca for sure. Coming up, we'll get into this deal a little bit more, talk about what it means for the Mavericks, and then we'll get into some of the deals across the NBA. What does the Aaron Gordon move mean for the Dallas Mavericks? What does the Norm Powell, Gary Trent kind of strange move that the Blazers made, what does that mean for the Mavericks? So we'll talk about all that coming up. But don't go away because we're talking about betonline.ag. It's the one place to put down some money on to basketball. Now the Mavericks have made a move. It's time for you to make your move. There's uh, odds right now for sixth man of the year in the NBA. Oh, man. Big omission here. No Tim Hardaway Jr. for sixth man of the year. Uh, No Jalen Brunson either for sixth man of the year. Jordan Clarkson is the favorite. Minus 1,500. That is like insane odds. You literally have to bet $1,500 to win 100. That's like (laughs) crazy. Uh, Chris Boucher is the next one at plus 1,600. So if Chris Boucher of the Raptors wins and you bet $100, you could win $1,600. That's the the difference between that. Goran Dragic is next, then Terrence Ross. Montrez Harrell. After that, uh, Carmelo Anthony is on this list, so that's pretty funny. Uh, As but a yeah, six man, wow. 
yeah, he, he's on that. He's on the. So go be, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag and get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit uh, using that promo code Locked On. Also want to tell you about our friends at Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski has all you need in sports. I'm sure he'll have a bunch of uh, of NBA hosts on today to talk about what happened in the NBA last night. So subscribe to Locked On Today. Less than 20 minutes anywhere you get your podcast. All right, Isaac Harris. So J.J. Redick is the move to the Dallas Mavericks. He shores up their bench unit a little bit, rounds out the top eight in our mind, and then there's that wild card ninth spot. Whoever you need at any given night could be Boban, could be Dwight Powell, could be Willie Colley Stein, could be Trey Burke. Nico. You know, just a could could be Nico Melli. Does he factor into this at all? We're not really sure. Um, Brad Townsend still seemed to be poking around at this as we were, um, as we were you know set to record here. Um, but JJ Redick, does he does he change anything for the Mavericks uh, on the court? Let's let's start there because we talked a little bit about the two man game with Luca and JJ Redick. But what what else does he change for this team? I mean, I don't know how much it raises the ceiling of this team. I just think it helps fine tune around the edges that, you know, keeps you where you're at for kind of um, in the sense of like your second unit. Like we said, it just gives you that second. It gives you that second shooter in that second unit with Tim. Like, I don't think he's going to replace Tim. I don't think as far as like the six man first guy off the bench. But I think he's gonna. I think we could see him get 15, 20 minutes a night playing with you know Luca in that second unit, coming off screens here and there. I, we could see some. You know, just think at the end of the game. Let's say Dallas has the ball. They just called a timeout, and game's on the line. They need a three to tie the game. Think of the other four players they could put around Luca if they need a three, and say Luca clear it out. KP, Maxi, JJ Redick, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway. I mean, there's a chance right there between Maxi, Tim, and, and JJ that you have three over 40% three-point shooters on the floor, whatever KP's shooting at, and then Luca has the ball. So that's the type of uh, lineup <laughs> what <a> choice. Flexi- <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the type of lineup flexibility that we're looking at and, yeah, that JJ gives you. And I just hope that he can help the team overall shooting, right? Like, was he any help to Lonzo? Maybe. Like, was he any help to some of these guys on the Pelicans? Uh, can he be a guy that helps some of these Mavericks players in that consistency? If I think back to the beginning of the season, it was J.J. Barea on J.J. Reddick's podcast that talked about Luka not being ready for this season and coming in and not being physically prepared, not you know still being a young 20-something guy that just comes in. It's like, I can roll out of bed and go drop 30 on any given night. Uh, Isaac, if you guys are watching on WFA, Isaac's giant dog is attacking his shoulder right now. Uh, shout out to Honey, <laughs> your, gold, to your golden doodle. But can can JJ Redick be that type of help for Luca? Can he be that guy that helps him get into a routine and figures out how to be consistent as a shooter? Because Luca's starting to see some like his shooting is starting to to really pop these last couple of weeks. Can JJ Redick help him become make that consistent? Right, that's that's kind of the ancillary things i'm looking at as far as can jj reddick help this team yeah and even the other guys on our roster like jalen brunson you know a guy like that you mentioned tyrell terry some of these younger guys that dallas has at the end end of the roster that who are these guys i mean dwight powell's like the the only other like legit vet i mean we've talked about boban before but now jj gets that title heading to this team and he should you know they should make the playoffs and everything with that so i'm excited to hear what jj has to say about it and we most likely will get to hear about it from his podcast, which is another exciting thing. We love Dude, content. 
So well, uh, here, will, will Christoph Porzingis show up on JJ Reddick's podcast? Right, like that. That day will be because yeah. he's not coming on ours. He's not coming on the Athletics. He's not coming on any of these other podcasts, right? But he might come on JJ's, and if he does, that day is going to be huge. Well, I just want to see if he can lure Luca onto a long form podcast like that. <laughs> will he want to? I know that that's the thing. It's like not that Luca doesn't have anything to say. It's just Luca. I think there's a, a reason why Luca hasn't been on very many uh, podcasts that are in you know longer than thirty minutes because it just it's not his or thing. five minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, five minutes. Uh, so yeah, so we, we talked about this deal. Um, I'm excited to see how it works out. So we should mention though, this was a couple weeks ago. I just saw I think Dalton Trigg share this, but is Mark Stein. Um, this is back March 11th. So this is over two weeks ago at this point. The Pelicans say J.J. Redick underwent a non-surgical procedure to relieve inflammation and soreness in his right heel. J.J. Redick will remain away from the team, continue to adhere to the NBA's health and safety protocols. His status will be updated uh, you know, week by week. So the Mavericks made this trade. So to me, it, it says that he is probably healthy and, and ready to play. He hasn't played since uh, March 3rd. Uh, he was away from the team, and so. But before that, he played pretty much every game, missed f- four games non sequentially. So he should be ready. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup. Uh, some of those were just DMP CDs because they were trying out different lineups with the Pelicans. But JJ uh, Redick should play. I don't expect him to get a ton of minutes. Like the last couple of games, he played for the Pelicans: twenty-eight minutes, twenty minutes, twenty-six minutes, fifteen, seventeen. I'm not sure he's going to play that much, but. He could on certain nights, and if he does on certain nights and he shoots the ball well and can spread the floor for the Mavericks and makes things easier for Luka and KP. Imagine all the space, right? The, the first thing you should talk about is all the space in that lineup that you said. Imagine yeah. all the space with Maxi, Tim Hardaway, J.J. Redick, Porzingis, and then Luka. Uh, screw the defense at that point because <laughs> like on the other end because all of a sudden Luka has enough room that he can do whatever he wants in the post, and uh, you have to respect all those guys from the outside. And with Rick's system, I mean, I, I expect the first time JJ talks about this, I can go ahead and predict to you that he's going to say, man, I'm just excited to play for a coach like Rick Carlisle and to play in this system. He's coached in the league for a long time. It's his free-flowing system. And just to create space for Luca. I'm giving you like JJ's opening quote whenever he talks to us media for the first <laughs> time. Uh, but but yeah, the the injury thing, like, a, like you said, I don't think Dallas makes this trade unless they're comfortable with the injury thing because it's not like – they were getting off a ton of money too, which they actually did a little bit. <laughs> they cleared up a little bit because uh, Wes Awandu had a guaranteed year next year at $1.8 million. Nico and JJ Redick are both expiring contracts, so they do get off the second year of Awandu. And we haven't even talked about that. I mean, that could be the biggest aspect of the trade that Wes Awandu is leaving this rotation. Gone, okay. but not forgotten. I, I'm... Legit kind of bummed. Now I don't get to talk about him very much. Who's so, the guy uh, now? Who's the guy now? That, is is Nicolo Melli the guy that falls into the Iwandu slot? A possible. Well, we got to see him actually on the court and if he can play because <laughs> he hasn't been playing a lot for New Orleans. And yeah, so I don't know like that whole aspect of him and the deal and whatever, but we'll see. Nicolo Melli is this guy that's been – he's kind of a throw-in in this deal we really haven't talked about. He played 60 games last year, 22 games so far this year, only 11 minutes a game. He played 17 minutes a game last year, only 11 minutes a game this year. Uh, he's not shot the ball well at all. 25% from the field, uh, 18% from three. Uh, but it's really – he hasn't had a lot of consistent playing time. I don't expect him to get a lot with the Mavericks, especially with 
Um, you know, Dwight Powell's still here. Willie Colley Stein's still here. Um, but we could see time every once in a while. And he, he's, it he's, adds another country represented <laughs> for the Mavericks, adding the Italian. And now that t- I think that takes our count to eight different countries represented on the Mavericks. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> eight countries on a roster with 15 players, 17 players? Yeah. Yeah, what are we at now? So we have, we have Slovenia, Latvia, you have Canada, you have Germany, you have uh, Australia with Josh Green. You have uh, was it Serbia, Serbia with Boban. Yeah. You have uh, then now you have Italy. That's seven, right? Am I missing one? You oh, said, and, it, you said and the U.S. and the U.S. Obviously. <laughs> oh, you forgot the U.S. <laughs> I forgot the country we're in. Uh, yeah, eight countries now represented by the Dallas Mavericks. That's absolutely. And if they kept JJ Barea, well, if they kept uh-huh. JJ Barea, they wouldn't put Wando in this deal. But if they kept him, that would have been nine, which would have been wild. Um, yeah, all right, coming up, let's get into some more about the around the league. We'll talk about Aaron Gordon. We'll talk about some of the moves made in the Western Conference. Vooch, should the Mavericks have mm. gotten in on Vooch and that trade? Victor Oladipo, what the hell happened there? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. Uh, I had a birthday cake one, Isaac. Have you tried this one yet? There's sprinkles just falling all over I my did. desk. I did. I ate right one now. last night. Uh, it tastes just like a stick of birthday cake, right? Like you could just put good. this in, a, you could put this in a pan, like line it up end to end, and I just wouldn't know that it wasn't birthday cake. Uh, it was, it was good. If you're really like, like just a sweet, rich, um, like with the consistency of birthday cake almost, uh, but in a protein bar, uh, there's not a ton of of sugar in it, not a ton of uh, of calories, not a ton of carbs. 17 grams of protein in this uh, in this bar. You can go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked15. Get 15% off your next order. So check out Built Bar. They're incredible. Uh, everybody's trying to get them. Everybody that I know, the listeners that have gotten them have reached out and said they're good. I'd be interested to see if any listeners got them and said that they did not like them because I so far have not heard from any of those listeners yet. So reach out to me. Uh, but I guarantee you'll like, you'll like at least some of them. you got to try different flavors because they're all, all different kinds. Locked15 is the promo code. Get 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. I want to tell you guys about our friends at Locked On NBA Draft. Our friend Richard Stamen, uh, he's at Mavs Draft on Twitter. You can follow him and all the other guys following the NBA Draft. It's going to be really important coming up for some of these teams, especially the Thunder, the the Rockets, the Pelicans for sure. They have lots of picks coming up, so check out them and follow wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about around the league. We've talked about JJ Redick, talked about Nicole Melli, that deal. Let's talk about the. I mean, the biggest move in the West, I think, was Aaron Gordon going to the Denver Nuggets. We talked about Aaron Gordon as a possible, you know, upgrade defensively on the wing for the Dallas Mavericks, but he goes to the Denver Nuggets. Gary Harris is sent out, as well as RJ Hampton in a first round pick. Does this change anything for Denver? Does this move them up into that next tier of Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Lakers? Does it put him up in that next tier for you? I think it. I think it raises their ceiling a little bit more. Just because I think it gives them another body that can, you know, you can put on some of these guys like LeBron, like an AD here and there. And I am curious moving forward the fit between him and Michael Porter Jr. Or does this give them even more flexibility this offseason or next season to pursue a Bradley Bill trade with Michael Porter Jr. at that point? Saying, all right, we already have Aaron Gordon next to next to Jokic. It does free up. Porter Jr. a little bit because I don't know I guess you can play Porter Jr. at the three and then Gordon and Jokic but let's please don't try Aaron Gordon at the three again just whatever you do but 
I think it does raise the ceiling for Denver. That move went through and you're like, dang it. You don't want to see another team in the West get better. And I think they definitely got better. I think they did too. And I think this is, this low key is a move for Aaron Gordon that could really uh, like make his, like put his, take his career to the yeah. next level, right? All of a sudden he's not the guy tasked with creating on offense. Uh, John Krause on our live stream for, for Lockdown NBA made a good point that I think he thinks that the Magic were hesitant to move him before this because they didn't want to look stupid, right? They had the Victor Oladipo thing where they picked him second overall in that Giannis draft and he didn't look good for them and didn't look like he was that good. He goes over to the Thunder and he was okay and then he goes to the Pacers and he just explodes and he's all of a sudden this all-star player and he looks like this great guy that all oh, the magic missed on another draft pick. Well, it could be the same thing with Aaron Gordon. And so now Aaron Gordon plays with not only the best player he's ever played with in, in Jokic, which he played as a similar player with, with Vooch, but the best player he's ever played with. This is the best point guard he's ever played with, right? Like yeah. Joel Murray's the best point guard he's ever played with. It's like Jameer Nelson, Possibly at one point, if he was at the beginning of Aaron Gordon's career, he's had, what, Markel Fultz, DJ Augustine as his point guards, Cole Anthony. Uh, just not a lot of you know great point guards there. So Jamal Murray then all of a sudden changes it. And yeah, it gives the Nuggets another guy or a guy, now that they lost Jeremy Grant, to throw at LeBron's, Kawhi's, you know, all those kind of guys. And now all of a sudden... Aaron Gordon, if he wants to stick in that role, if he doesn't think that he's a LeBron type, right, and try to go out of his role on offense, he can just be a guy that catches lobs, that finishes, that is, you know, out in transition, finishing. Like, imagine the outlet passes from from Jokic to Aaron Gordon. Like, those are going to be super fun to watch. Yeah. In a playoff series with the Mavericks, though, does it change anything? Does Aaron Gordon guarding Luka or guarding whoever yeah. he would guard, I guess, does it change anything for you? I guess he would probably guard Porzingis, right? And we've we've said that yeah. Porzingis has really struggled on some of these wings. Uh, that could change yeah. some things for the Mavericks if they do face them maybe in like a 4-5 series. Yeah, I mean, they would put Jokic on, on Dorian and, you know, and, and put Aaron Gordon on Porzingis. Just like we saw what happened with the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. So now I don't know, you know, who guards their point guards. You know, I think Gary Harris was, uh, you know, had that role for them. And I think they'll have to figure that out, but uh, I think it's a clear upgrade for them and I like it for them moving forward. I, I think it's a, it'd be like, yeah. I mean, he's what the third or fourth best player on their team now. I mean, I guess you could make the argument for him over Porter yeah, Jr. Porter Jr. Yeah. Between Maybe. those two guys. But let's just the, say, let's night. just say you pick MBJ over him and he's fourth. Dude's never been four. I mean, never been the fourth best player on his team. <laughs> now we get to see: can he be a part of a good team? Can he play a role? Can he excel at some of these things instead of having the pressure, like you said, of being the primary guy? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that changes it for him. I don't think it takes him up to another level, though. Necessarily, uh, I I tend to think that just veteran players really bring you up to that next level, and I don't think Aaron Gordon's necessarily there yet. Um, maybe he takes him into that Utah Phoenix scenario where they're going to be really good in the regular season. And then we got to see it in the playoffs. And, um, but you could say the same for the Clippers, I guess too. <laughs> Clippers. We really haven't seen fully uh, th- what Portland did. I, I find kind of interesting. And then what the Clippers did, I think what we can get into that a little bit. We, we destroyed that on the live stream, but what Portland did, they switch out Gary Trent jr. For Norm Powell. Norm Powell is a guy we kind of talked about as maybe a Mavericks target. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't, see this move as like, does this really move the needle? Gary Trent has had nights where he's as good as Norman Powell. I guess he hasn't had a 40 point night like Norman Powell did, but uh, I don't know if this changes or moves the needle at all for Portland. The thing that does is they're getting Nurkic back Thursday night. So I think that's the thing that moves. If they can get healthy, that's the thing that moves the needle for them. But this trade, I don't know if it changes too much. 
See, I think it does a little bit. I, I'm a little bit more higher on Powell. I think he is better than Gary Trent. I think Trent, Trent's a better like individual defender than Powell, but I think Powell, one, he's not bad defensively, but he does, does give him a little bit versatility on offense. He can put the ball on the floor. You can, when one of those guys is off the floor, you now you have two guys on the floor at all times who can create, do something with the ball and score. So I think it is an upgrade over Trent. I like Trent. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's an upgrade and I think their closing lineup now, uh, I think it solidifies the fifth spot for them. Then their closing lineup of Dame, CJ, Powell, Covington and Nurkic. I think that's, that's a nice five to finish a game. Yeah. That's, and he's battle tested, right? Like he's yeah. been a guy that Raptors fans were really out on it at one point a couple years ago. And we're like, just get rid of him. We don't need him. He's not good. And then he was, you know, played a crucial role in their finals run and, and in their last couple of years here. So he's been, you know, a player that they can, that they can trust. So yeah, it probably it makes him a little bit better, maybe marginally better, but I don't know if it, it changes a whole lot for him. So other than that though, the Clippers move of Rajon Rondo. I actually didn't see the big deal with it for Lou because, Williams and two second Lou's round been, picks because Lou hasn't been good. And like for them, they just need somebody like, I think what they needed more than anything, you just handed $64 million to freaking Luke Kennard. <laughs> so like that's, I mean, he plays basically the same type of role that you want Lou Williams to play as this like combo scoring guy off the bench. What they need more than anything is a guy to set up freaking offense. And I don't even want to defend Rondo, but I've seen a lot of people hammering the clips for it. I'm like, honestly, I kind of get it. Sure, go get a guy who can like run offense because what you've had sucked. Yeah, this is a playoff play for them, right? Like this is they're hoping they get yeah. the same playoff Rondo that the Lakers got, and they're hoping that they can get the hopefully the mentality of what Rondo can bring or what what he should bring to a team if his back isn't hurting him. Uh, they're hoping that they can get that and kick their kick themselves into gear, I guess, <laughs> at a certain point. So, yeah, that's the thing with, with Rondo. It's just weird that they sent two seconds uh, in that deal and had to basically pay. And the the thing that people aren't talking about enough, I've seen memes and all this, but Lou Williams going to Atlanta? I mean, Magic yeah. City all day for Lou Williams. That is – uh, he's back in in Atlanta, right? He used to play in – didn't he used to play oh, for the Hawks? Feel like every single like six man type guy, Jamal Crawford, Tim Hardaway Jr., <laughs> Lou Williams, they've all played in Atlanta at some point or, or another. Uh, yeah, that move, I don't think it changes the needle at all during the regular season, but in the playoffs, it's kind of interesting. We'll see what happens. Utah doesn't really make a move. Phoenix doesn't make a move. The Lakers were kind of in on Kyle Lowry, I guess. They didn't want to give up Tim Taylor Horton Tucker to make that, that move. That was funny for Kyle to me. Lowry. Like, give yeah, up freaking I, Horton Tucker. Come on. The thing is, though, it's not. Oh, it's that's not the only thing, right? We, we had Anthony Irwin on the live stream, and I was like, Anthony, like it's not just Taylor Horton Tucker. It's not just a straight up trade. They have to give up Schroeder and possibly Harrell, maybe KCP, and like you're all of a sudden talking about three rotation players you're giving up for one guy. Is it worth it, right? All of a sudden, then you're asking the Morris, you know, the Morris twin to play more and Caruso to play more and Kuzma to play a bunch more, and you're like, I'd rather have it spread out over a couple guys maybe than just. Uh, one single guy, but it would have definitely changed things for him. It definitely would have helped him in this stretch where they don't have LeBron and and AD. So yeah, that was interesting. Lowry and, doesn't and go in. Lowry doesn't go anywhere though. He stays in Toronto. Yeah, that that shocked me. I think it shocked everybody that he didn't go anywhere because of just how much talk was out there. It and does the, make me. And the thing, the, one more thing is the thing that they traded Matt Thomas and they traded who was the other guy that they traded? Um, 
Um, Terrence, uh, man, or Terrence, Terrence Davis. Terrence, Terrence Davis. Davis. Yeah, that one. Uh, they traded Terrence Davis, and and you're like, oh, all of a sudden, this these are table setting moves. They're clearing roster spots so they can go and trade Kyle Lowry for like a one for three or one for four or whatever. And uh, yeah, and it didn't happen. It was so strange. Yeah, I'll take a Mavericks angle to this too. I wonder if Dallas was waiting on the fallout from that you know potential deal well there's a, a three teamer from the lakers or philly or miami to see if they could be a third team on that because you would have to imagine this jj deal has just been sitting there this whole time i mean i mean almost everyone has been saying that jj is going to be a buyout guy i mean that's been very widely reported so you can i feel like this deal was in the mavericks back pocket till the last moment of like all right and maybe they were in at some of the, some of these things if it was a Harold or a Schroeder or you know someone from miami or you know danny green and philly whatever it is and once lowry stayed put i think that's around the same time that we got the jj reddick news so who knows i mean i uh, yeah we'll see if donnie talks to the media anytime in the next day or so and we'll see what he has to say about if they were in on some talks on some names do you want to get into the Oladipo thing or should we wait for a future pod? Because that was just baffling. To I mean, just today. Houston in general, what on God's green earth are you doing over these past six months? I mean, that was just <laughs> what you go to the Harden trade and the fact that you turned down Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and then you preferred Oladipo to Karis LeVert and then you turned Oladipo into that. I mean, you don't, that's so, not, you don't even get a pick. The action network. <laughs> trade like tweeted this out they got james the rockets you know traded out james harden and they got avery bradley kelly olenic dante exum rodion's kuruks and a couple late first round picks and swaps well it's not a couple they got it they got a ton of picks from brooklyn <laughs> so i mean they at least got a bunch of firsts and stuff from brooklyn and and then they could you know, swap <laughs> way later in the future but their page on uh <laughs> this page on uh have you ever gone to the um, Real GM, the future picks trade? I'm gonna put oh, it on yeah. the. I'm gonna put it on this. If you're watching at WFA, you can see it right now. But look at, look at this. This doesn't make any sense. There's so much text here. Like in 2021, they the Rockets get their own pick if it's between one and four, or the least favorable of Houston's. You know, Houston's yeah. Miami. Okay, so there's so much stuff on there. But uh, yes, yeah, so they have they have. A, Draft assets for sure. But. I mean, the Mavericks got more for James Johnson and Iwandu than Houston got for <laughs> Oladipo. And, I mean, they got Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. I mean, heck, they might even buy out Avery Bradley. So, And then it's the pick swap. And we both know that Houston's going to be worse than Miami. So you're not going to swap the pick. So Right. What's the point I of just, even doing that? You're basically getting Kelly Olenek for Oladipo. And that's just – I mean, that's wild. And – I mean, why another team didn't hop on that? I don't know. I think it might show two things. One, there's a lot of hesitations in regards to Oladipo's injury history, or Oladipo's made it very clear to everyone that he signed with Miami in the offseason, and he didn't want to go anywhere else. And now they can do that. All right, there you go, guys. We're going live on Locker Room right now. By the time you're listening to this, we're probably already there. So go check out Locker Room. Follow us. Follow me at Nick Van Exit. Uh, and guys, we'll be back covering the Dallas. Man, when do they play next? They play games. Like there's there's actual games soon, right? They like, play Indiana in Dallas on Friday, and then back yeah, to back, listening. they play the Pelicans on Saturday. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, we'll be we'll do a uh, post game after both of those games probably, and we'll be back, guys. Thanks so much for listening, to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Tons of exciting but little knowledge. Two stars. These guys have heart and have great voices for the podcast. 
what they lack in knowledge about the sport and the mavericks they make up for with charisma. Definitely younger guys who are new to the sport and team. Listen to it most days recently. If they work hard I know they will get better. It is the best of all the Mavericks podcasts out there, but it seems everyone has opinions on sports. Keep trying and growing guys.